Well, I think this show is going to be a bit anticlimactic from last yeah, week. I think so too. That was a uh, quite the Decca episode, I must say. I've been saying it all the way through. Decca episodes are special. Yeah, that was a good one, folks. And this is fifty-one. As of right now, nine hundred and eighty-eight views, sixty-six comments. Thank you. That's a good episode. Still quite low though in terms of views. Yeah, well, we've had, we've had videos with higher views. Yeah, but it's cumulative though. Like if you look at them now, because people go back and watch them. But after a week, that's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good. Mm. Uh, subscribers so are still many. low though. Well, that's because we don't talk about anything interesting. Good point. See, if we spoke about knockdown, we'd have thousands. <laughs> but that's that's what. What else can you say? It's boring. This guy punched this guy. That girl kicked that girl. It's hard trying to find. Yeah, I like stories. I like hearing stories. Well, we've, and like, we've said this all the way through, haven't we? we, we the point where we were taking the show is to have guests on. Yeah. That, that format. That's what we want. We want it to be a laid back, chilled out, lounging, glass of wine, chit chat. Yeah. And even when I did Marshall Way, and I've mentioned this before, like as much as I enjoy it, uh, I do find it stressful and stuff because, you know, I'm there talking to people for a long time, one on one. You're always the one that's trying to keep the conversation going. Yeah. Um, so especially you feel like you know, you've got to wane stuff out of them. It's like, oh, I've, yes. got to, I've got to ask this and I've got to get them to open up about this. And yes. And when it's, uh, you know, when someone, it's someone that's talkative or whatever, it's easier. But when there's people that are, are more reserved, you're, you're constantly trying to like, you know, pull for back, lack of a better word. And then it's, I find it exhausting. I find it, ex- I'm drained yeah. after and I find, so this format is so much better because you're sharing that load. And it's so much like that. Those two guys, people are flowing as well. Like, yeah, when things are flowing, it comes out better. Like, if you said to someone, Oh, do you think so and so is a prick? They'd be like, Oh, no, 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 no. But it's as it comes out in a conversation, and like, actually, yeah, this guy is a prick because he's done this and this and this and this and blah, blah, blah. And then it comes out more organically. Exactly. Exactly. It was fun. It was really, I really enjoyed it. And definitely we need to yeah. continue. It well, on. that is how we were just, just before we came on air. Now we are, um, we're thinking that every other episode, maybe a guest. we don't guess every week because guys, it is, it took us, how long did it take us to get put that episode together? About a month <laughs> of yeah. back and forth, back and forth, getting things right. Yeah. We would all meet at the same, at, at, you know, four continents different time zones where we could all meet at the same time um yeah it's not like people are flying in and coming into our studio <laughs> yeah it's different so we're not going to do it every week but maybe every other week every third episode because we can still like our chit chat shooting the shit talking about what's going on but i just have to say though like as I go through, like I found the comments on this one uh almost overwhelming it was just so amazing um, people really, really seem to enjoy it. So I yeah. really sincerely thank everyone for the feedback, comments, sharing. I tell you, I've, I've picked stuff. a lot of stuff out. Oh, the videos we've done now, uh, the, over the last 49 videos, I've looked back in the car and like, because, you know, we've asked questions or people will come in and say something and like, oh, oh yeah. 
didn't realize that. Well, someone will post a link to this or a link to that. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's really interesting. Thanks for that view on it. Thanks for that take. It didn't realize that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, I like the fact that it's there. It's there. The video's there. You can go back and look at it anytime you want. The comments are there to go and read back to <laughs> anytime Nick you want. Nick is happy about that. But... <laughs> <laughs> Nick is there Nick's forever. Nick's delete that shit. <laughs> Once it's on the internet, it's there forever. Yeah, so, yeah I, good, I think people were pretty stuff. shocked about Nick's uh, feedback. I certainly appreciated it because it was authentic. It was his, you know, his experience. And God... He was treated like crap after that. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm really glad he was transparent because I think that people, you know, everybody has these different. Um, Everyone's got a fairy tale view. Yeah, exactly. And you always hear all the, you know, but of course there has to be dark sides to shit. And, you know, I, I think people are reluctant to say them because they don't want to tarnish anything. They don't want to, but you know what? Sometimes that's a good thing. It's like sometimes it's a good thing to shine a flashlight on the dark areas and, and you know, sanitize them and bring them to light. Yeah. Uh, I really, really do because I think there's important learnings that can come out of them. And, uh, you know, we learn from our past. Absolutely. The, I like it. We said this before. Um, the problem today is everyone is worried about upsetting other people because oh the Kyokushin yes. world is so fragmented. Yeah. All I want them to come to my tournament. I want them to come to my camp, my seminar, my this, my that. So let's keep everybody happy so we get attended. Um, whereas if you're calling people out and saying like, yeah, this person did this or that person did that, then then they're like, right, well, we, don't want, we won't bother with them. Mm -hmm. We won't do this or we won't do that. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens. So you've, you've got to weigh up. Do you want to what's the word not not be a bigot a bigot is too strong a word but you know where you're letting a lie perpetuate and carry on yeah and keeping your mouth quiet on it just to keep the peace on things where sometimes it's like no you've got to you've got to say that shit you've got to shoot it and put it out there and say well actually this is what happened i, I yeah people, totally people deal what you want with it yeah it's if it is what it is and um Oh, I think it's good for things like that. So yeah, I was, yeah. Pretty, I was pretty, I was shocked and happy that he was so, uh, you know, I, was, I think Judd was shocked. <laughs> I saw Judd I was don't, <laughs> I didn't realize that they hadn't, hadn't actually trained together for like 28 years. Yeah. 28 years. Crazy. Eh? I So pretty much their, their last time they trained was pretty much as the time I started karate. I was only like a blue belt then. Isn't that crazy? It is. Just cra I thought they would like, oh, you know, once a year they'd get together or whatever. They'd see each other year and there, events and stuff. But I suppose they went completely opposite routes. I'm wondering, I would, uh, you know what? Again, we're going to do a part two to this thing. And I'd love to dig a little deeper on this stuff. Because, you know, again, like we hear all the incredible stuff. Yeah, three years, young lions, Oyamas, you know, little warriors. And all this yeah, <laughs> all this stuff. But I'd like to hear the full, like, yeah, authentic kind of, because I'm sure coming out of that experience after three years, with all due respect, 
the last person I want to see is the person I've just been with for the last three years. <laughs> like, yeah. I can understand that. I can understand, like, and just wanting, but, it, like, but I, I think it's out. suppose. I think it's like um, going through military training yeah. with your buddy. Yeah, um, yeah. You may not see him for 20 years after exactly. that. But but it's like yesterday. You, you went through that thing together. Yeah. So that bond will always be there, regardless of you know, 10, 20, 30 years down the line. You've still got that bond. That's one thing that I've always found interesting with friendships and stuff like people that you know as kid and you spend a lot of time with, and you may not see them for fucking years. But if you meet, it just picks up like. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. what they say. True friends cannot not speak for decades. Yeah. Pick up the phone and then talk like they were talking yesterday. Yeah. I love that. And I do love Although that. I do think with that saying, if you are true friends, why the fuck haven't you spoken for decades? <laughs> if you are friends. <laughs> shitty yeah, friends. To be but honest. again, you may be disconnected because of what you went through, right? Maybe you just both of you just got burnt out from whatever you experienced yeah. together and just needed space. You know, it's not personal. I tell you who other guests thinking guest wise now we should get on. We got Rodney Whippenar. Yes, Rodney. My South African friend living in Australia. He was there. We forgot to mention him actually. He was there at the time Nick was there. I mm-hmm. think he was in he was in Humble for nine months. So not like he didn't just visit for like a couple of sessions. He was there, living there for nine months. He actually left comments uh, about some of his experience there. So I really recommend people go into the comments and look. So Rodney leaves some firsthand uh, experience there. Yeah. Well, he's got to come on. He's got to come on. Yeah. Rodney, you listening? I'll be calling him later. He's got to come on so we can we get that side. Do you know what else I think we should get on? Mm. Nathan Ligo. Interesting. I, just, just to hear the other, the other version. Sure. Why did you pussy out and run, run away in the night? Why? Just to, uh, you know, but you know, that, that's, we got that version of it, haven't we? We've got the side of, yeah, well, you pussy out and run away in the middle of the night like a little bitch. That's, that's, so, that that's what we side. know. That's a great, so oh my to, God, Terry, that's actually an f- awesome idea. Let's do it. I'm going to reach out to him. This, I'm in contact with him, so I'll reach out this. Yeah, well, I, I don't know him. I've, I think he's. Oh, I do. I mean, I th- I, isn't he a fifth Dan with Kyokushin Khan or something? At least, at least, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's competitive good, good. with him in kata and stuff now. Yeah, it'd be good actually for him to come on then and just say like, yeah, talk us through your bit. Obviously, we've read the books, and I haven't read his book. Have you read his book? Yep. What's his What's his version say then in the book? Because I haven't read his book. Because I'm like, I'm not reading this pussy ass shit. But you know that. <laughs> That's already it's, my preconceived. Notion. I know, and I'm going to be honest with you. I really, I. I didn't enjoy his book. Uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed like some of the stuff around uh, Hambu. It's been a while now since I've read the thing, but so what, what is his point of view from? Is he talking about his time in Hambu? Only part of it. Only part of the book. It mostly it's just about him, his life bringing him to that point, and then after in his relationship with this older woman and all this stuff. It's very it's sex book. No, it's not sex book. It's not basically. He goes to the first chapter, bit of fucking punchy, punchy, kicky, kicky in Japan. Bit of that. Next fifteen chapters, my steamy love affair with an older woman. Not at all. But oh, it starts with the book for me. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember. Like, so he was studying. I believe he was studying Taekwondo in in America, and it was a cousin or something like that of Masayoma, like uh, or a relative. 
something like that because he's korean right um oh nathan ligo's korean no 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 he was studying taekwondo and his instructor sorry <laughs> so anyway like, and that's who, korean and that's who arranged for him to go to hombu because right. i that. thought it was his i thought it was something to do with his father wasn't it no. Wasn't it done as a favor through his father? No, something? no. It was his instructor and his Korean instructor, and he was a relative of Masayama. And right. And I think, yeah, I think what happened was he got to this is my own interpretation, is that what he was doing and he got to Hombu was Hombu was very overwhelming for him in terms of the strength of these kids the way they were fighting, all this stuff, he was not used to it, especially coming from the style and stuff and everything that he had come through. So I think that part was overwhelming for him. And yeah. also the discipline of the actual lifestyle. And we've heard Nick and Judd talk about that and chores and all these things. And yeah. then on top of that, again, he had, he was dealing with a lot of, and I'd rather him just talk about it in his own words, but he was dealing with a lot of uh, personal stuff with that were laid back to his, you know, this relationship and all this mm. stuff. So there was a lot of things going and on. And he was a bit older, wasn't he? He was. And he, and he's, you know what, I'm going to, uh, for this, I'm going to say he's, com he's a complex dude. And from what I've come across from reading about him and all this stuff, he's also, he's very intelligent. He's very, very mm. intelligent dude. Um, but he struck me as, you know, um, it's very, I'm, I'm struggling with words because I don't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> Kyokushin, if you think about Kyokushin folks for the most part, and even you yourself and people with all, you know, just tough guys. They're just, you know, they're very, and even like Nick and, and Judd, you know, and you know them and people we know there, there's this. There's a rawness and toughness about mm -hmm. Kyokushin people. And, that, and I think that's probably what initially draw, drew me to Kyokushin itself. You know, um, you know, we can argue around strongest karate and all that stuff. But we know, especially when you look at that old footage, the way they trained back then. Yeah, it, was certainly, it certainly it takes a type of individual to, exactly. to stay in it, to stay so in training. Exactly. So it takes a, a specific personality that's drawn to it. And I... And I yeah, I'm. I don't know if if he has. He's not that. that type of guy. Yeah, it's interesting. And so even, yeah, and that that's no that's no like uh, bad representation no, of him. No, some no, people don't. And I've heard he's a great guy, and obviously he's like I said, he's smart, and he did so much for Sosai back in the day, and he had this magazine going and all this other stuff. He yeah. was, you know, he's really before the advent of internet, he was popularizing um kyokushin so he obviously had that passion and love for it which he still does he's with kyokushin khan yeah. now he's high ranking yeah. he still competes in japan and kata at his level and age um so yeah i'd love to hear his side of it because nah. i i think yeah, i've been a little bit jaded uh by it yeah because i'm afraid that yeah his his reputation was a little tarnished i think from all this so it would be nice to hear mm. from his yeah. point of view. fantastic idea by me <laughs> um, yeah, it would be good to listen to his side of it because as well, if you're a bit older uh, and I've been there myself, when you're in a situation and you maybe you don't quite feel like you're one of the guys, you're you're a blonde or no, whatever. not that, not not that. It, it's almost like if you feel like the oh, do you know what? Actually, fuck this. Yeah, I, I've got better things to do. Yeah, exactly. I've got other things to do. I have other interests. Um. 
yeah, it, and I tell you, and I can perfectly, if I'm imagining how he felt at that time when he went, being like, and of course, we're all hypo, uh, hypothesizing, hypoth, hypothesizing at the moment, guys. Um, but it was like, you know, one night, it's like, actually, I've been beaten up for the fucking 500th time. So there's lots of swearing tonight, guys. I've been, <laughs> been beaten up for the uh, 500th time. And do you know what, bollocks? I've had enough. I'm, I'm going. I've, I've awesome. done enough now. Yeah. Exactly I mean, the same thing happened to me when I, when I was training with the Royal Marines. I was with the Royal Marines Reserve, training with them, probably the fittest I was in my life. And mm-hmm. I loved it. I, I loved the training, right? We go out on exercises, you know, you'd be digging down, no sleep, sentry duty, playing. But we were proper training so that the Royal Marines Reserve is exactly the same as the Royal Marines. It's just the reserve force. So mm-hmm. you still go out to any wars or do whatever and stuff like that. Yeah, you've we have reserves maintain, here. Yeah. yeah, you've got a main... I suppose your National Guard is different, isn't there? No, we don't have National Guard. We have reserves. We're the oh, same yeah. as you guys. So the reserves... We're yeah, the same as reserves you. Reserves train exactly the same yeah. as the regulars. Alongside you've got, them. You, you, yeah. you pass the same tests, the same stuff. And if you actually get deployed, you get deployed with the regulars. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved it. And the training was fantastic. Uh, I was about 26 um, and I was look. I was still a doorman at the time, so I was working on the door. Um, every other weekend, we'd go away on an exercise, and I remember once being up on Woodbury Common, which is where they do the training. And we, you know, we're wet and dry routine. You're in and out of water. Your kit's all wet and stuff. So your kit's wet all the time. So when you go to sleep in like your little sleeping bag, you've got to take your wet kit off, put your dry kit on, put your wet kit underneath you, underneath your back to try and dry it out a little bit. Then when you're woken up in the morning, wet kit back on, dry kit stowed away. And I remember I, I had gone. Sir, can you tell a, people when you say kit, what do you mean? Your, your clothing, yeah. your clothes. So you've got your, your boots, your bottoms, your shirt, your jacket. You've got your fighting order, your webbing. All of this, you know, you've got it all on you. And it's fun. It's fun to a certain amount. So going through my uh, lot, I was one of the oldest. Like everyone was about 22. I was like 26. So, you know, as a bit older, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd had my own business. I was still working and I went in and I was in my shell scrape once and I went into a deep sleep. And then I got woken up and he was, t- he was like, Birgit, 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 sure, your sentry. Well, you've got to get up then and go out and do your sentry duty. But I was in such a deep sleep. And do you know what I was in my sleep? I just come in from work off the door, right? So when I used to work the door, I come home from, from work at about five o'clock in the morning. I'd have something to eat. I'd have a bottle of beer, watch a TV and go to bed. That was my routine. And in my dream, I had just come in from work. I was sat on the settee. I had a bottle of beer. I was chilling out. And then someone's fucking nudging me to go and do my sentry duty. And after that weekend, I was like, I should have had a fuck, I had a fuck follow this now. The novelty, the novelty has worn off for me now. Yeah, it's like it's worn off. And then I, I resigned shortly after that. So it, was it, it for you? This, no, it wasn't. As much as I loved it, I loved doing certain elements of it. And that's okay. And I can I imagine the same as humble. Yeah, you love doing the training, but every single night they got to clean this up, clean that up, wash all the clothes, take shit off people. That's what I'm saying. So who knows? That's why I do want to get him on because. Yeah, maybe as simple as that. Maybe it was just like yeah. it's the same because you yeah because you'd have like have little corporals screaming and shouting at you and you're like, 
You're fucking serious. I could pick you up and snap you in half. <laughs> and and they, they so sometimes you're like, you know, I've had enough now. Obviously, my, my mentality, I've had enough of it. And I got better things to do. So mm. while I enjoyed this, I'm going to go and do those other things. Mm. Like, have my bottle of beer on the set. You watch <laughs> my programs. <laughs> so yeah, I, I can kind of relate to him a bit. Yeah. Although right. I didn't push you out in the middle of the night. I finished anyway, the shift. Uh, we don't know. Uh, let's, let's try it. Let's talk. Just as a... Let me lay the ground for people on that. So I, I will bounce back and forth with views and with things because... I'm being objective and interesting. I'm not just saying, oh, well, this is what I think, and that's the end of it. I'll, I'll, I'll come at both sides of it. Mm. So I'm joking in saying he pussied out in the night and this and all that, as just uh, as that, that's, that's a one stance that people would take and people would view it. If I was speaking to him, I would probably joke about that to him. Mm-hmm. But, well, depending but on then have a serious... I hope so, yeah. Yeah, but then have a serious conversation with it. But I'm thinking, actually, yeah, I can relate to what you're saying and agree with you. Look, we should be able to joke about everything because if you can't, then not everything. <laughs> Apparently not, but um, for most things, because uh, it does, it brings some normalcy to it. And you've got to joke, and I think that's, that's British humor, at, man. That's yeah, that's that's that's, like, that's British humor. We take the piss out of everything. I am the same way, and uh, unfortunately, it's not so much like that anymore. You've got to, especially in the military, uh, the police, the fire service, <clears throat> doorman, it, because you see such horrific things, you've got to kind of make a joke out of it. Exactly, but now it's all been so infant. That's the word I'm looking for. Infantile, infinitesimal. No, no. infiltrated. Irrefutable. By, infiltrated by uh, <laughs> social justice bullshit that uh, now everybody's so just, nervous and say anything everyone has to be offended some people Everyone's have got offended. to be offended about something exactly, exactly. but what it, all right all right so let's go down this rabbit hole you know oh, so geez. what is be, what is being offended this will lead actually this will lead me on to a good subject it's a good question which has nothing to do with this but it will lead me to it what is being offended what is it it's a good question for me, I would say like being offended is this, it's so silly because it's somebody doing or saying something that goes against whatever moral or whatever convictions that I have. But how is that my, like, why, how can I make them feel bad for that? It's so crazy. It's how I interpreted it. It's, I don't get it at all. I, I really well, don't. Well, this is it. So offense, right? Offense only exists in that person's mind who has been offended. Yeah, exactly. Right? So that's the only place it exists, really, is, is in the offended. It exists in them. So that's their problem. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. That's not I'll, anyone else's problem. I'll tell you an account that came up in the news. <laughs> I told you how silly Canada is. Canada is. Um, a few years ago, a comedian. So here, for people who think free, uh, Canada has freedom of speech, we don't. Actually, the only country in the world that has freedom of speech that I'm aware of is the United States. So in Canada, this comedian goes, <laughs> goes on stage a few years ago and he does a bit where he's, he, I don't know if it was in French or not. It might've been in French because he's a French comedian, but he does a bit about um, a kid from Quebec <laughs> who was famous. 
he 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 was born with a disability where I forget what it's called now, where he, he it's kind of facial deformity and he leprosy. He what is it? Leprosy. No, not leprosy. Um, where he's every, all his features are smaller and he kind of looks old. I don't oh, know. I can't remember. I, I know. I know what you mean. It's it's like it's, I think it's nicknamed old 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 man syndrome. Yeah, like might relatively be the same person. one. But anyway, he had an obscure illness, yeah. right? But he came to popularity and famous because he wanted to sing for the Pope, right? And they allowed it to happen. And it was a big deal. Blah, blah, blah. So this comedian goes on stage and he basically takes the piss out of it, right? And he just says some jokes about it. And, you know, I, I actually, I'm not even clear what the jokes were, but I think from what people told me, like he was just alluding to the fact that the kid wasn't that talented, but, you know, he, <laughs> he got to where he was because of this. He was sued. He was sued. Uh, not, he was criminally charged, first of all, um, and then for, for hate speech. And then yeah, this, this and is then the he thing. was charged. He had to pay like some Hate enormous speech. amount of money, enormous amount of money. And, and, and whatever it was done, it was laid to rest. Flash forward. Now the same fucking same comedian is in trouble again with the same, the family's going after him in another court now and going after for money. It's like, Oh my God, this is crazy. Just because you didn't like some guy's joke, they were offended. And that's the point folks. It's a joke. Yeah. That's humor. Humor is, humor is subjective. Yes. Some people find jokes funny. Some people won't. Well, so what? So what? Like, and a back to back to the offense. It's an arbitrary thing. So what offends one person doesn't offend another. Exactly. So, That's my thing. And, and like when people, and what you get now is, you get people offended for other people. Oh, oh my God, I'm offended on that his you behalf. have said this about them. And they're like, all right, I'm all right with it. <laughs> no, you're not all right. I, we are offended. I find it quite funny. No, you didn't. You were deeply hurt. And I am offended. And it's like, and so what? All right, so you're offended. I have done something that's offended you. Okay. And what now? So you're offended. Yeah. Okay. Move on. Yeah. You're on your life. No one cares. Exactly. I'm offended by the fact that you were offended. So what about my offense? Honestly, Terry, I um, my personal view on it is I think these people who get offended by this stuff, the only reason they're offended is because it get they it gives them a voice. It is like, how dare you? Yes. And yes. now they're and the one that is popular. We and, spoke about this before. All these people who, for want of better phrases, are talentless and, and don't have any platform. Yes. They, they don't, they're not standout people. No one would read, they would not stand out against Exactly. Them. If Twitter didn't exist, they would, nobody would know who no they are. Would notice them. Now they've got a voice because they can be offended right. because they there's too many trees on my high street. Wow, you're freezing up. I'm offended by it. Oh, you're freezing up as well. No, I'm good. Yeah, so, so, so no, you're frozen. I can't see you. You're frozen. What? Scott's frozen. Everyone. I'm not. not. That's terrible. He's frozen. Gone. <laughs> can't you hear him? <laughs> yeah, the the offense thing is just it's bonkers. But then this will lead me. To, like this will lead me where I was going to say now. So yeah, where's intent, the where's the tie into karate? Sorry, there's a tie. There's, 
There's a tie. I'm breaking it in. It's looping around. It's coming in. Um, intent. So I'm leading to it. I'm leading to it with us coming in. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> How you're going to tie it into something. I don't know where you're going. Tie it. But what words are we talking about? Sorry, we just had a brief inter- we had a brief intermission. Yeah, we, we had some freezing there going on, but we're all right. Um, offense, right? Again, it's yeah. an arbitrary thing. And, and and so this will lead me into intent. Okay. Okay. So people look at what are the intentions of saying something, right? What is the intent of saying yes. something? That's a so good if I, yes. So if I, and I'm going to leave this to karate, it's coming. It's, it's over there, but we're getting towards it. <laughs> it's all down to intent. So if someone said something like, oh, I don't know. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going to try and give any examples because... <laughs> That's a slippery slope because yeah. even by giving an example, we could <laughs> offend can someone. someone. One. <laughs> yeah. Oh so we were. I, what a clown world we live in. It's very, diff- it's very difficult to give an example without someone taking a, a tidbit segment of it and saying, oh my God, look what he just said. Oh, that's, that's another thing that happens now. People cut things out of context. Yeah, they do it all the time, all the time. And when you've seen the original video, and we see they cut in their shirt, and I'm like, well, "Where's the rest? Yeah. Where's the rest where he actually argues, but argues back and shuts him down?" I, I saw one. Sorry, I got to interrupt with this one because it's it's really showed me this week. Here in Canada, we have the trucker convoy stuff going on. The media is trying yeah. to lambaste them and make them look so bad. But if you look at like real people in the streets, it's it's a freaking party. Um, so the CBC Canadian broadcasting corporation, they go there and they interview this guy. He's in India. I think he was Sikh and, uh, and he's a trucker and he was there and he was there supporting it all. And they're asking him these questions, but they asked him, um, if he, what his concern is or something like that. And he goes, my only, oh man, I wish I could remember, but he goes, my only, uh, concern of any violence or anything is blah 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 and he made this joke about something they cut out everything and they left a little sliver where he said he was worried about violence and that was yeah. it that was it i'm worried about violence but they never heard the 30 seconds before or the 30 seconds after where he said he's having a time of his life and it was just completely But that's what people do though, don't they? And then that, that the news, they will only show that clip. That yeah. chip will get shared around everywhere and all over and stuff. But the other clip, we'll get back to intent, but we just reminded me on something then. What you're saying about that little clip? I mm. watched a news clip the other day of our health secretary going around the hospitals, right? Mm-hmm. Not uh, in England. Sorry, COVID alert. This is a brief chat about COVID. Oh, um, That's okay. No, it's but we'll do it and get anyway. from it. <laughs> we do this and we get from it because we don't linger on it. Thanks for the truck. Um, this is over. He was just saying, well, we, it was already over here before the truckers. He was just saying, he was in the hospitals and stuff and they were talking about this mandatory vax for NHS workers. If you yeah. haven't got it, you, you can't do your job. And he was talking to one doctor, one surgeon that was there, and they were in a group, and the, and he was saying, do, do you know? and the surgeon was like, well, to be honest, he said, I've had COVID, so I've got my natural immunity, so mm-hmm. I haven't had the jabs, and I don't want the jabs. Um, and he was saying, well, you know, it's been proven that this, our health secretary was saying, it's been proven that this and this and this, and he said, well, no, it doesn't. He said, that's not been proven. He said, I, I've got natural immunity. 
and it's the guy said, yeah, but we know natural immunity will only last a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, the, the booster will only last a couple of months. So every, every, he said, let's say it, it lasts like 60 days. So every other month you have got to give a, a booster to every person in the country, every other month. So it is not, it's not possible. And my natural immunity will last longer than any booster at all. 100%. And I said, why, why would I have an injection that will actually, um, make my natural immunity underperform why would i do that i said it's fine as it is so and he was like oh, yeah well, well that's your opinion he was like well it's fact and he was like yes well we do listen we will and he was like yeah we will listen we listen to everything we listen it's like get this fucking guy out of here who put this guy on the camera it was that type of attitude then but that's that's never been shown. That's that's sent around in messages. It's never been course. shown on it's the TV. On main, exactly. It's never on TV. It's never actually. I know the clip you're talking about too. I know exactly what you're talking about. And uh, even here, in Canada, we have the whole thing. Like what well, our supreme leader, <laughs> True Dope. He uh, he was going on about he's following the science and stuff. And somebody on the actual floor of you know uh, Parliament was just like, okay, but. This country, that country, that country, that country, that country. You list all the countries that have now, you know, based on science. And his response, we're following the science. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Just before we came on live, it said on the news now you're in Wales that COVID passes will be scrapped as of next Friday. Be no vax passes. Bless your heart. I we're saw like something else weeks, came out of UK today. Two as well. weeks behind England. I well, saw something very interesting came out. I don't, again, People, go talk to your doctor. We're not giving medical advice. Uh, but uh, I saw something, a study or something came out of UK that mm-hmm. uh, is showing that I don't want to butcher this. I, I'll get this. Didn't, wrong, I tell, didn't I tell you this the other day that um, it is show, positive cases are showing more in people who are vaxxed than it is against people who are not vaxxed? No, it is. Was that that it? is. But no, but this is not what it is. Um, the UK government admits that vaccines have damaged natural immune systems of those who have been double vaccinated. So it's a long thing here, but it was this medical study. Was on, again, oh my God, I shouldn't even be talking about this on yeah, the show. Yeah, that, that, um, that's the thing. And it, and it, but but the, the government has put that out. But the government has, yeah, has that's now government. That's from the UK. published this if you go on the, the .gov website, it's published things, things saying, oh, yeah, actually, now we we know that these vaccinations have damaged natural immunity, yeah. which is why you're going to have to have a booster yeah. every <laughs> every six months because we've, we've fucked your, normal, your immunity. Oh, God, let's get out of... I feel like we're falling yeah, down no, a no, crack back hole to, here. Back to intent, right? So we're, yeah. we're on about intent. Intent with offending people and whatever. Yeah. Now... I was thinking about this the other day, and I've talked about this before on uh, Kokoro, intention. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what are you looking at? Uh, my computer is just doing something weird. It's okay. Your, what is your intent in the technique? You throw a punch. What is it you want to do? What's your intent? Are you trying to knock someone out, or are you trying to score a point? Or are you setting Same up something? As, yeah. Same as when you go into a fight and, and you're grabbing someone, you're going to throw. What is your intention? When you run through a drill, yeah. when you run through a drill, run through it with intention. People just tend to go through the air, air punch. They just go through the, you know, with no real, yeah, you punch me, I'll punch you. Yeah, we do the block. Uh, and, you know, instead of punching, like punching straight into the face and you have to block, they end up just punching to the side. 
because they know that's where their hand is going. So yeah. there's no intention in anything they do, right? Yeah. So we we spoke about having intention in your techniques. Yeah. Oh, so you use another bit though, right? So when we talk about intention of, of technique, what about um, what is your intentions for doing karate? Ooh. What is, what is your purpose for doing karate? That's deep. Wow. Yeah, very, I, and I, I thought about this the other day. I was like, because, you know, we've said, yeah, you know, you know, if you do karate and you just want to do sport, you want to do knockdown and you're enjoying it, fine, good, carry on. You know, if you're doing Which karate and you want it and you want it to be able to defend, you want to be able to cover your ass when the shit it goes down, then you need to train this way. Yeah, that's great. You know, if you're just doing it as like a social thing, you're in it to meet some friends, you train a couple of times a week, that's fine. But what's your intention then? Oh so when God, you go into a karate dojo, yep. when you put a gi on and you go into a dojo, you join up, what is it that you want from that dojo when you go in there? That's, uh, I, I love this. This is, uh, can be a really good conversation. And is this, and also, it even, oh, wow, this is really good. So Shian Steve in classes talks a lot about intent as well. But in, when we're doing, um, like uh, Kihon, for example, you know, everybody's standing up there and their numbers are being shouted out, each is on, and everybody, and but there'll be always those people that are just like going through the motions. And he's talking, he talks a lot about that the intent. Like, if you're doing Kihon, don't do it, just go through the motions. Like, do it with some intent, focus, yeah. which is also Kiai makes is a, is a huge thing for it. And I understand it. Um, maybe more junior belts are a little more self conscious about doing Kiai's. I don't give it, I'm never going to your shit i'll scream my head off um but it does it, it actually helps with that intent <coughs> they're tied up together but this is really interesting to me what you're saying because i was literally thinking about it from that aspect like intent when you're doing things but it's not it's the actual intent that drew you there what is your purpose for even doing it that's, yeah yeah it's, it's deep it's deep stuff yeah so i think for some people the intent changes, the purpose changes. Mm -hmm. So I started, I literally started karate because I wanted to be a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> and I said, joked I about this. I've said this, yeah. that, that I was an absolute turtle nut. And this it happened to be a Kyokushin karate club. My older sister had gone there before. I think she got to like blue belt. Mm -hmm. And I was just so young, you know, the first time I went there, I was about nine. Um, and I didn't like it because I was missing Saturday morning cartoons because <laughs> it was on a Wednesday night and a Saturday morning was the that class. Was me, that was me, my piano lessons. I fucking hate yeah, piano because I missed my Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> nine years old, I didn't want to do it because I'm yeah. missing Saturday morning cartoons. Mm. Uh, you know, and we took we're talking back in 1980. Yeah, 1989. Yeah. You know, Saturday morning cartoons were huge. are like going to church on a Sunday. 100%. 100%. So I didn't want to fast forward uh, two years later, you know, when I'm 10, 10 and a half, 11, I go again, different mindset, a little bit older, mad into Ninja Turtles. Boom. Then it's me. That's me for the next 30 years. That's me for the rest of my life. Did you ever get your um, shell? In it. Did I what? Did you ever get your shell? No. But I used to go out with a girl once. She had a shell? call Michelle and I used to carry her around on my back Close and enough. they'd say, what's that? And I say, that's Michelle. 
<laughs> boom, <Ba-dum>, boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh so yeah the intention training as i was training i got into it and i was training i, I got stronger can i i got into we talked about this because of a two documentaries that i saw as a kid really young probably like super super young um and one was um I, I've, I've talked about it on here and I actually fight, uploaded it. Fight uh, the Black Kings. No, that, yes. That was the second one. The first, the one? first one. The first one was, it was just a, a, it's a documentary that had all these guys like Fumio Demura, uh, you know, different style. Oh, had uh, all... the, is it the Killing Fields? No, no. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. We've, the name is We've spoken me. about this, but I don't I uploaded put the link it. up. I, I, no, I, I put it in another episode and I put it in Ronan. Uh, but... Anyway, yeah, so it was great because it looked at all these great fucking masters and it really inspired me as a kid. I was like, really, really, like I, I saw these guys move. It inspired me so much and it was so cool because it shows all the styles that I was like, oh my God, which one am I drawn to more? It was interesting. And I felt like oh, karate is the one that I, I really like the way they're moving and stuff. And then I saw Fighting Black Kings and I heard Kyokushin. Of course, there was no Kyokushin anything around where I was. But that's literally what inspired me to to want to go and do this. So, yeah, I Kyo- don't imagine Kyokushin the same way anymore. Pure fluke for me. It was just yeah. that, was the, that was the nearest place. It was a karate dojo. Karate was karate. Didn't know any different about styles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, that was, and I was mad into ninjas and ninjas. Warrior too. Within. Sorry. Oh, the warrior within. The warrior within. That's the documentary. Yeah, I was just mad into martial arts. I was reading all books, looking at all different styles, watching oh, yeah. the films, the magazines the stuff. and stuff. Yeah, I used to, I used to get traditional karate. Even Me too. That. Traditional but karate, was, black belt like, magazine. Traditional karate Ninja was the Turtles. best. That was always out of the UK. Yeah, yeah, that's what we. I was, I was in traditional karate. You were. Sam, yeah, I posted it in the group. That was from traditional karate. I've never seen that. that was, Holy shit. That was, they used to have a young samurai se- uh, segment, mm-hmm. um, and I was for that month, December, I think, December nineteen ninety four, I think. Did they find you, or you found them? They're just in clubs. I I was started to win stuff then. Ah, um, so your name was getting around. Yeah, and people can people can put you in as well and say, "Oh, look, gotcha. you, should, you should profile this person." Fuck, dude, that's awesome. Was in there. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know. I totally wow. I missed that. You're in traditional karate. It's awesome. It's in the group, yeah, because I was only. I'd won a couple of tournaments. I'm sat there on my side. I've got all my trophies in front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the I'm picture. I, just didn't really, I, I never connected. That's out, yeah. out to traditional karate, that is. That's awesome. awesome. Traditional karate on the top. Great magazine. Yeah. But then it was, um, so that ninja stuff, you know, I was practicing flips and somersaults and trying to get, trying to get those down and cartwheels and stuff. Because yeah. I thought, that's what you do. That's what ninjas do. <laughs> that's what ninjas do. Up in black pajamas and do somersaults. I had I, I had green pajamas, not turtle ones, just green. I had my mother buy me some green pajamas, and I would just I I you were obsessed. Get my get my rock on ninja on, and get out with them. That's pretty damn cute. I gotta be honest, it's pretty cute. You know, I was a I kid, 22, 23. <laughs> <laughs> with Michelle on your back. With Michelle on my back, yeah. <laughs> But, but again, growing up in the country, so again, now we're in karate, we're in Kyokushin. We've now discovered what Kyokushin is. Knocking and out what sheep. It, 
what it means. So you're like, oh, yeah. And for, to touch on what Nick said, you start to peer into that cult thing. Yeah. So you're like, you get drawn into it. And you're like, yeah, this is good stuff here. I got to be honest. Guy- I'm glad that Nick said that. Folks, it can be a cult. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Yeah, but guys, don't, don't, everyone thinks. Cult when negative. you say when you say cult, you think, oh my God, fucking devil worshippers. Exactly. People walking around with ram's heads on. No, no, no. Killing no, no. virgins. No, no, no. This is a shared. That's what, spring, that's what springs to mind. I know. it's Because there's a lot of negative connotations with it because of, you know, history and things that have happened to like, you know, yeah. John Jones. Is it John Jones? No, Jim Jones. Jim Jones Master. John Jones. Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Drink the cool. Drink the Kool-Aid. Um, yeah. So no, I, and I, I, know, I, I, I hope people don't take it that way. Um, I, I think what, I don't want to speak again for Nick, but I think what he's trying to say is that people, sometimes you get involved. It doesn't have to be coaching. It could be anything, but you get so ingrained and believing and deeply involved in yeah. it that you get yeah. blinders and you don't, you know, yeah. you take it as gospel. And that people is what it, what defines a cult. Yeah, literally. Not yeah. in the back. It, it's not, listen, not every, even bad. If you go into work, Apple, Apple is a cult. Mm-hmm. Any, if you go into any uh, work environment as well, that are, that are big companies, that's a cult within it. Yeah. So I'll tell firsthand knowledge here. This has nothing to do with martial arts at all, but I'll show you a cult. So I never talk about this on the show, but my personal life, what I do, I work for an inter- a large bank. I work on the technology side of things. And I, imp- I, I work in transformation um, to a specific process of de- development work that's called agile. Agile can be consult- called a cult because people really buy into it because there's different types of processes you can do. But agile is the, you know, we've all drank the Kool-Aid and it's, that's the one. And I am, I, bu- I drank the Kool-Aid and that's what I coach and that's what I do. It's a cult. It's, it's, it's a Cult of cult of personality, cult of thought. Yeah, yeah, cult mentality. Yeah, and that's what they say. That's and that's not bad. That you can also look at is good. That means you're on my career. <laughs> it's what focused, I do. Yeah. You're focused. That yes. you're not letting outside things get in the way. Exactly. But it does lead does lead to blinkers sometimes. Exactly. And then you, you can't exactly. be objective to certain Correct. things. Correct. And this is what happens with, um, you know, and we've got it in Kyokushin. And of course we, we got do. it to the point now where we've got people who are training, doing things, saying, yeah, I, you know, I could go into a 10-man brawl. I'll do this. I'll do that. Hit them Riot Ken, Kill them. And, they, and it's like, have you ever hit anything with Riot Ken? <laughs> no. You, you're going to break your finger. That's what's going to happen. No, I kill him. <laughs> so, so I killed a man with that. I would do exactly the same. I read it in the book. It's like, no, you, you, you break your finger. Yeah. Telling you, you're breaking that. She has tea talks with that stuff too. All those things are good, but we don't train them. We don't. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, we, we've got some Forget some your... fantastic Forget technique. Also, you know, naka you be upon. Yeah, or you be Riot again, keiko, toho, haito. We got all these techniques. Although I found in jujitsu, what's this one or called? Or can, but or you can against someone's. Or you be. When Some when knuckle. you're when you're going in for a choke, if you hold and you drive that, it actually works. 
but this but this is the thing though right people think right i've got a sledgehammer that into someone that technique is not designed to throw as a punch mm-hmm. it's designed if someone's got you just bang it into the temple bang it into the nerves that's Anywhere. what it's designed for yeah in jujitsu i literally ride on people's neck right on the side of their neck when i'm going for a choke and it's so uncomfortable i can tell how uncomfortable it is for them yeah and and, anyway. and the knock a UB up on Ken. This it's like you knock a door. If you yeah. knock a door, yeah. that's knock a UB up on Ken. Mm. If you make a tight fist and you whap that across someone's cheekbone, that that cuts the cheekbone. That really stings. Yeah. Cuts you open. But then it it, it protects your knuckles. Anyway, we totally digress there. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what was we on about? Where did, where, how go- did we even get onto that? Well, we were talking about. Um, Sorry, folks. <laughs> no, this is good. But we were talking. Let's let's circle back. Let's, we were on about the intent, but how did we get on the techniques? Uh, cult behavior, and you could learn things that I think this is not what we're talking about. Like you, oh, you're going the, through yeah, emotions, you, and you get the blinkers on, so you're like, you yeah, this technique on. will will kill a man, you know. Mm. Um, so that when we say, you, you know, grab your heart and pull it out. Exactly. Pull your sp- Venetian spine pull of death. Exactly. Them sort of techniques. Exactly. <laughs> go right What's through, that? Grab that's, your when, that's when you come in, grab his spine, you pull him inside out. I've seen it done. <laughs> seen it done. It's a terrible technique. And you're like, wow. So you think you could do that? Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and when that is the cult mentality sort exactly. of thing. Exactly. When you've been, when you've been told this. You've drank the Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah. You, you've drank the Kool Aid, folks. And then when you, I never forget, quick side story. Those are the best. Someone once was out drunk. You know, we taught me ski, ice, ski, ice strike. That's the strike of death. You kill someone instantly, <laughs> you went down with that. And my drunk mate went to do it, missed, hit him in the forehead and broke his fingers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's, that's what happens, guys. He had, he had a picture in his mind. I'm going to kill this guy. Broke his fingers. <laughs> That's awesome. That's oh, not, not the way you thought it was going to go. <laughs> exactly. Which so so let's bring it back on to intent, right? Which so I your still intent, think is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Intent for joining. And like, yeah. we, we talk, it changes. So we get into the Kyokushin, right? And I I was I, I talk about my journey. So I got into the Kyokushin. I was living it drinking the kool-aid getting sucked in but sucked into a good thing because i don't it's a good cult mentality because it made me who i am today for better or worse it's definitely made me who i am so you get into that the strength when you're fighting tournaments you get you know now you start to become a semi-professional sportsman Mm -hmm. you get into the tournaments and you're fighting it's all about the fighting it's mm-hmm. all about the tournaments. It's all about winning. It's all about training for those tournaments. You get into it from that point of view. So I, I was in that, you know, yeah, it's all about the tournaments. It's all about the winning. Then we got into door work. And then my reason started changing. My purpose started to change. My intent in training started to change. It was like, well, yeah, that tournament stuff is good, but it's nothing like what we're doing here. I mean, you know, we're doing real fighting here now. I'm being punched in the face. People are throwing bottles at me. People are trying to bite me. Well, if I grab, I grabbed someone and they bit me. What's that all about? Mm-hmm. So now, now it's changed. Now I am all about 
becoming a weapon for want of a better thing. I am training myself to be a weapon so I can come up against anyone outside and come out on top. Mm-hmm. The intent changed. And and my, my intent changed. My energy changed. My aura about me, my focus on you. It went from being a playful, you know, tournaments, I'm a tournament, to I'll fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. I'll snatch a life right out of you if mm-hmm. I need to. Um, that's, that's the, the very extreme. <laughs> yeah, the, the the very extreme end of it of intent, you know. Not, and when you look at soldiers, they are trained to kill. They go to war to kill, not to wound, not not to scare, to kill the enemy if they have to. That intent is there. So can I pause you just for a second? Yeah, I don't know why, because it has popped a memory in my head. So as much as I was harping on the CBC just now, I actually worked for CBC for six years, but I did leave. When I was there at that time, I used to be a smoker, kids. Yes, I was. I used to be a smoker. Anyway, I went outside and had a cigarette and on a break. And I met a guy who was an ex. Uh, he was there waiting for his wife to come out. And he was an American ex-Navy SEAL, a Native American. who I've told this story so much. I've written about it and everything. He only had one eye with a scar across it, <laughs> one that was missing. And if I, I found out he was a, a Navy retired Navy SEAL, right? And he was for legit. He was right from, he told me the platoon. And talking about intent, he, this guy with one eye in his face and just talking to me, had such a presence. I don't know how to describe it, Terry, other than that. I was almost just intimidated just being talking to him. And I intent, I knew that this guy could take me out and anybody else if he wanted to in a second. Like you could feel it. You could, I don't know what, I I don't know how to explain it other than intent. I could feel this guy is on the job. He's ready. It's incredible. Sorry. I didn't want, I just, people have it. No, no, but that's, that's right. That is the extreme end of it. I mean, that's extreme. yeah. I'm not. A, I was never a professional soldier. I never had to worry about being right. shot at, and I never taken anyone's life. You know, heaven forbid, if I did, it would be a terrible thing. Right. But from my take it back a notch, yeah. that intent of we're fighting, you'll be the one on the ground covered in blood, not me. I got no problem with putting you in a hospital for the night. No problem at all. You don't? No, not at all. When? Oh, no, no. Go back to door Terry now, mind. Not not fun loving family terry these days go back to door terry i i I, again though oh my god see this is what happens with our show it it goes off in these things but now i want to pick your brain about something else god door terry door terry is still always lurking around but no i I understand that but suppressed i can tell you one of my issues in knockdown kyokushin or anything like this i'm i never worry about myself getting hurt never I don't give a crap. I, I just doesn't phase me. I don't care. I just put up with it. I worry about hurting people. It's the weirdest thing. I I literally worry. Like I don't want to hurt someone. It's strange. That's interesting. Thing. Interesting. You say that because I'm the complete opposite. Interesting. Really. I am. And I do it subconsciously. Mm-hmm. I am like a shark. So if we're sparring and I see a little chink, I go for it. And you can ask Bryn when we spar, you know, if someone, we got to keep going until I've caught you. 
See, I'm almost we'll keep, the opposite. We'll just if I see I'm sparring with you, it doesn't matter what weakness, you do to me. If I see a weakness, I'm going yeah. to be like, ah, I got to lay off that. Can't hurt him. I got to go. You'd be no good on. You'd be no good on the battlefield. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. No, uh, I, I, I have too much empathy. I, I've no, I'm not. I, I got, but I do it subconsciously. I don't do it on purpose. I would be sparring, working. I can see a little chink. Or I can see something. It's like I'm going for that. Or we'll keep going until I've satisfied my lizard brain that yeah, you've caught them. You can drop me and batter me. It doesn't matter. We'll just keep going until I can get that one in. And then once the one is in, it's like, yeah, we can stop now if you want. <laughs> but we've got to keep, we've got to keep going until it's I so can get ego it. Ego based. Everything is ego based. It's incredible. It, it, it is, but it's, it's, it's ego and I mean that that's a deep subject on its own. Is this it, whole it's not, subject it, is very deep. I'm telling you, we could go deep, deep into this about it's not ego uh, as in it, it, it's it's like. I don't know. It's an old, it's a, a deep ego thing. So with me, I, it's not, I mean, what is ego? Explain ego. What explain what ego is. Um, you're so for me, it's whatever, um, ideology that you've built in your brain that your 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 social construct your your human construct whatever you've constructed what a human should be and what you should be mm-hmm. and um yeah, it's really yeah that's a very yeah tricky... what is an ego is ego a bad thing is ego a no good no thing? no no it, it goes back to what we were saying before with the cult thing ego is not i don't think it's a bad thing you hadn't everyone has an e how could it be bad everyone has one do people look at ego as in, um, is your ego, is, excuse me, is your ego how other people perceive you? It can be. It can be. Absolutely. It, it, depending on how, you know, you project it outward. But yeah. I mean, I mean, how many, how many positions have we been in in our lives where you, you do, you do something knowing this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad, but I want to look cool. I want to look whatever. That's ego. That's yeah. ego. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You're. So, I guess as humans, we're so worried about how we're perceived, I, I mm-hmm. think. Right? We do. And, and ego to the point as well where, like, you know you shouldn't post something because it's going to create asshole for yourself. But, but you do it anyway. It. I'm going to yeah. do it. Sure, That's I do ego. it all the time. That's ego. Yeah. I do it all the so, time. I'm guilty of that because it's ego. It is. I've got to push listen, the envelope, push the envelope, push the envelope. Believe this or not, right? Because I'm going to drop a bomb now. Oh, geez. I've got, I've got a bit of an ego. Now, what people would think it. <laughs> Nobody believes that, Terry. People, no people one. Won't, people won't think it, but I've got quite a bit of an ego. It's come out a little bit. It has from you time know, it, to time. It, <laughs> But I, but I can also look at myself. So I know I've got an ego, so I but can I look also, at myself subjectively. Yeah, but I also know you. I also know you're critical of yourself. Yeah. You're, you know, you're the first one to point out mistakes of yourself and things like that. So it's a good, it's a healthy so, balance. So this ego that drives us. So this is what I was going to say. So what, like with the sparring, I've got to keep going till I've caught them. Right. Yeah. That's e- that that ego for me. But I'm also, if no one is around and say this for argument's sake now, like there's a, a river quite, I'm like, can I jump over that? Can I clear that? 
no one is around to see it. Oh, and I'd I'm be the like, same way with that. Challenging myself. And I'd be like, yeah, I need to do that. I need to do like that with like a lot of my Tameshawari stuff. I'm out working in the day. Here's a pile of bricks in the back of someone's house. Yeah, let's give that a go. I, I can have a little crack at that. And that when you see my my laying, when you see my laying down brick breaking video, that's between two houses in a little gully. That's some that's someone's gully, that is. And I've taken some bricks out of their garden. So anyone walk around the corner, they'd be like the fuck are you doing? <laughs> That's funny. Lying on the floor with a camera chopping bricks. I got to pause. I got to run to get a door doorbell. Can you, I okay. know if you guys can hear it. Just be one second. Sorry. I'm alone. Sorry. Sorry, folks. I had to run to get my signature for something at the door. So that, so that's a seamless edit, right? That's gone straight in. But he's been gone for 20 minutes. So <laughs> I can't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> Uh, I kept hearing when the dogs were going crazy and I had to, anyway, whatever. Sorry. Go on. So you were saying? I was saying that intent <laughs> is incredibly <laughs> important um, and it can be a thing that drives your no. ego, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a negative because you can <clears throat> do things on your side. Like you were talking about being by yourself and, you know, challenging yourself to do something. That's a healthy ego. That that's literally a healthy. Okay, ego. where is the line between okay. pride and ego? Hmm, that's a good question. Because they're quite in that. You know, if someone said to you, "Oh, you need to toe the line and do this," it's like, "No, I'm not doing that out of pride." Well, is that not ego as well? That's ego as well. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. Um, that's wow, we've really gone to a deep philosophical. We do this, we are like, What are we gonna talk about? We have we don't know what we're gonna talk about, and then boom, I want to hear a show. Okay, so people, I love people put in the comments because this is a deep one. Because you're right, like, we were, I I think, uh, you know, when we talk ego, it has such what come on, think about it. Every time we say, Hey, that guy has an ego or something, we always have a negative connotation with it, but we all. have egos so how can it be a Move negative on. connotation it just makes up your personality right it's Susie i guess it's, says all the time it's there's three of us in this relationship me you yes. and your ego and she's right but she's right though right not to mention her fucking ego it's five of us here <laughs> so i mean that's one of the things in a lot of phil- philosophical traditions is how to break down the ego right to make it to yourself yeah. you're being more authentic and raw and i think that is a quest in life and and it is tying it back to karate i think as a you know it's it's, it's so easy for me actually because i'm just a shodan and it means nothing and i'm just moving up there but your karate should be a reflection of you and your personality and your ego right so I think it says a lot about a person. If, and, and I think we know too, we've seen instructors and we've seen uh, students too mm. that conduct themselves in certain ways because they want to be perceived a certain way. Mm. Um, and they get so tied up in all this yeah. nonsense. They, ca- goes, they, they can't be natural. Exactly. They can't, can't separate can't themselves. There's literally people, Terry, I know that... Yeah, I literally have known them for years, but I don't know them. 
because they're, in my opinion, I don't feel like they're being nat. They're not being authentic. They're not being transparent. They're not what being is it natural. That, what is it the Japanese say? There's a Japanese saying, isn't there? The, you are life is three faces or something. You've got your face that you oh, show yeah. the public, your face you show your family, and your face that you show yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And I bet you there's um, definitely something to that. Like, and I'm, I'm, I wonder myself, some of these people that I'm talking about, like thinking about in my head right now, are they that way when they're by themselves? Now, if they are fine, that's them. That's the way they are, you know, and it shaped them to whatever they are. I may not agree with it, and, but no, I, I've always tried to pride myself on the fact that I'm me in any scenario. I'm me. I'm going to tell you a funny thing. All right. So do you remember the movie, the last samurai? Yeah with uh which is based loosely on a true story so do you remember the the main i know i don't mean tom cruise's character but the main character um i forget his name is escaping yes yes um so i revealed that i was like wow when that movie came out i was like he's so stoic right he Hmm. epitomized stoicism he epitomized that um, that warrior kind of mentality that, um, yeah. you know, never let your emotions overcome you, all that mm-hmm. kind of thing, which I'm going to be honest. I love, I'm really, I, I I'm really drawn to that. I, and for folks want to know, just a private thing. I read a lot about stoicism and about all these things. And the reason I do, because I'm not like that. I'm not, and but I'm drawn to it. And I actually went through a period of time where I was like, okay, I'm going to work on being more like that character. And I really liked that character in that movie. And I loved how, you know, he was philosophical. He was compassionate, but he was stoic. And, you know, Nina's, it's not me. <laughs> it, I was just trying, it was trying to like, my ego was just like, okay, I want to be portrayed a certain way. And I want to be viewed. Mm. Get the f- I finally went, this is silly. Like, why am I trying to reconstruct myself? For what? For what reason? Just because I admired mm. or is less that was it really that I admired this person or I like how he's perceived? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which was the, the bigger character? Yeah. So it's 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 very very complicated. I think we all we all look. I've come. I, I mean, you're older than me. I'm 41 now. I say this all the time. I like being 41. You know, I'm a 41 year old man. I like saying that. I like being I'm 51. Like a, I I'm it. like a prop. I'm like a proper grown up. Like all you are real you're, grown up. You're a good 40. You're not a 50 yet, but you're definitely representing. Nah, yeah, you are. You young kids. You're all right running around in your 40s. Wait till you get to your 50s. Yeah, that's right. But but I do. But um, people I come to Terry can read myself. at a 50 year old level, though. Exactly. I've come. Well, I listen. Audiobook. Listen to like a 50 year old lesson. Um, I've I've I'm happy with me. I'm happy with who I am. I, I speak to, uh, we ah. spoke about this before with depression and stuff. Um, some people don't like who they are. Some people struggle with who they are. Yeah. I'm happy with it. I've come to terms with it and I'm quite happy, happy. with who I am. Can I, am I perfect? No. Can I make improvements? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Every day, every aspect of my life can be improved. Absolutely. It can. Does it happen? Not all the time because I'm too lazy. That's fine. But you see, again, the truth, I know that. Okay, but the fact that you just said that and you say it with a little bit of humor, but you say it honestly and open and people go, fuck yeah, me too. We don't, we can't always be on, like 
David Goggin. I'm just looking yeah. at all the. It's crazy, man. I can't sustain that. So no, I know much of a how much is a boring like like you were talking about the stoicism being like uh, Tatsumoto or whatever his name. What a boring life. Where's the lols? How boring is that? Where's the lols? Where are the jokes? Where's the humor? Where's yeah. the having like it's it's like why you know why don't you take the piss out of the other Japanese guy for being beaten by the gaijin? <laughs> why are you not all pointing at him and taking the piss out of him? Which is exactly. what would what we would do in real life, wouldn't we? He would never live that down. Pretty much, this show is Terry and I just taking the piss out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but, though, if you think about it, because neither one of us take anything that seriously. You can't. I don't take myself too seriously. You can't take things too seriously. Yeah, yeah. Man. And we've talked like the show is intent. We've talked about what's your intent, and we can leave that in what you've said there. That that looking at other people. And, and thinking then, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to be more like this. And we, we know, we know people that are get, you know, they get grades and then they try to be a different person. Yeah. And you're like, why? Yeah. Yes. No yeah. one cares. You, you, you haven't got, you haven't got to be Marcus Aurelius. Exactly. There was one, there was one Marcus Aurelius. One and, Marcus, I, and, I, and I still read his book. I, <laughs> and, and the thing is, though, but again, how things are written and how things are portrayed is probably different how they were at the time he's probably taking a piss out of everyone at the time being the joker he talked about humor as well and i think that part is lost in a bit you know what's funny in my work i am um, so i um i i have to give a lot of presentations and i have to do a lot of speaking of groups of large large numbers of people and one thing that i always do is bring humor and even though I'm in a serious field and stuff to your point, I deal with stoic stoicism all day long. Like a lot, especially at the executive level, a lot of these guys and gals, they're very stoic and they got their stuff and great. And that's fine. That's fine. I can't, I just can't. And you know what? I've gotten so much positive feedback from that. Like people enjoy coming to my sessions because they're engaging, they're fun. I take the piss out of myself in the room and people can laugh at themselves. And you know what? They retain more. And I've read studies about this. People retain a lot more if there's some comic relief involved. It's a joke. If there was something that was funny, you remember the joke. You remember yeah, that? Oh, remember, remember when he said that? That was funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I got over that. And, and because I, it, it actually was um, probably not even a healthy thing because I was really trying to be something that I wasn't. Yeah. Why, why do people always want to be something they're not? Yeah. I like Scott. Well, I, and I have fun with me. I think I'm an idiot and I have a lot of fun. I think I'm a. Well, this is why we get on. <laughs> well, yes, this is a good, like you and I, you know, talk, we can hook up anywhere and we're going to have some pints and do some shut and we're going to have fun because we don't take each other seriously. Yeah. Can you imagine I, if we I, were I'm, two Stoics? We, how boring an evening that this would be? Show would never, couldn't, this show would never work. God, it'd be so boring. The reason it works is because we bounce off each other uh, and take the mick out of each other and take the mick out of ourselves. Yes. And people like even the last show where we had some pretty like... I found that too. So I've gotten to know Judd and Nick and I wouldn't say I'm like friends with them, but I'm pretty friendly and you are too. And I don't know if you consider them friends. Actually, that's not true. I consider them friends now. And I chat with them and stuff, but even they have good sense of humor 
and we did it on the show. These guys are legends. They are legends in Kyokushin. It, I'm sorry, but they, I'm actually not apologizing. They are, they're legends. They're bigger names than most folks that we know and stuff, but they're also normal dudes. And I love that I can just shoot the shit and be on you You've know. Got to, this is the problem with, um, and I think, that I, I, does it go back to Japanese culture with the emperor and all of the subordinates and it's got to be hierarchical where the people at the top there's no humor they don't have they don't laugh and joke they have no, to it's be a stoic society as being very serious yeah you know there's, no, there's no joking there's no time for joking no laughter mm-hmm. um and do we think like that that's obviously been injected into Kyokushin where we see people we yeah. see people we see Xi'ans and you're like for fuck's sake, just crack a smile. <laughs> All right. Exactly. I understand it. I understand it with, um, say, Eastern European, Russians, Russian Xi'an, never oh, they, see him smile. No, ever. They can't help probably themselves. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's probably because he's been Spetsnaz for the last 20 <laughs> years and killed dozens of people. And he's quite jaded. And yeah. he's got no reason to smile in life. On that note, I know a lot individual. of funny Russians, so... <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, uh, but I agree. Same with anyone. But it's like, don't, don't, all right, look, I'm a Xi'an now. I've got a fifth dam. I travel around teaching, sem- well, I used to when things were open. Mm-hmm. I would travel to different organizations, to different countries, doing seminars. And what we do when we're doing it, you know, when I'm teaching you to rip a man's throat out, well, we do it with a bit of humor. It's funny. <laughs> yes. You know, rip a man's throat out, but the problem is you get the skin stuck under your nails. Yeah. So you need to keep a little nail file with you. Exactly. The, you know, these bits of humor and, <laughs> and jokes and stuff like that. It's what makes it memorable. It what mm-hmm. makes it enjoyable. It puts people at ease. And I think this is why I can speak to anyone and get on with anyone. And people who... Me too, yeah. Who, who wouldn't normally, I say, confide in me do because like we said i've got no allegiances and i'm a down-to-earth guy yeah. i don't come up to you going oh, oh, so, 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 so. i'm like you're right all right jim how's it going yeah yeah how does this go back so i like what you were saying off the top around intent and why people go into karate so what so what are we saying here are we saying that like when people go in hmm, this is interesting I think right. So what what I was getting at. You need to be authentic to your purpose of going into it, or yes, you need to be authentic to your purpose and your intention of what you want out of it. You know, because what you put in is what you get out. Right. Right. Um, Now that can change. That can change as you go, like it did for me. Mine changed from being a turtle to being a champion to being being a killing machine. Hundred percent. They they changed. Um, So as we said, if you do karate right because you want a little bit of health and fitness Mm -hmm. you want to do martial science Mm -hmm. you want to do friendly bit of you know good that karate can absolutely give you that Mm -hmm. and it's fine you go in and do that Mm -hmm. if you say i'm gonna i want to be the next world champion that's what i'm gonna do i go then all you're going to be doing is knockdown your training has got a as judd and nick said there's no point you doing kata punch your bags do sparring, get the gloves on. Yeah, that's what focus. you need to do. Yeah, you look at your card so, later on. 
So if you stand there and say, I'm going to be the next world champion, you never spar and all you ever do is kata, is not being true to what your intention was. Yeah, agreed. agreed. So if you also come into it and you say, listen, I got jumped, I was beaten up, I want to turn myself into, into a, a Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to be able to take, I want to be able to take out multiple people. Then you can't, you can't go in and start doing tournament stuff. Exactly. And, 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 and great, you can't Terry. just, you can't just do kata. You're like, exactly. right, I need to train with people. I need to learn the grappling. I need headbutting. I need to know how to snap necks. I need to know this. I need to put me under the pressure. Yeah. It's so true, Terry. that's my, that was my yeah. intent. My, my intent became that you know, from the door years. And yeah. it was like, right, this, I don't care about knockdown. I love it. It's a workout. I enjoy it, but I want you to try and rip my eye out. And then we'll see how, then we'll see how I survive. Yeah. I love what you just said. And, and it's, you know, and I, I, Oh, wow. This is really, oh God, we should start turning this, cutting this up now. Uh, but <laughs> we do, we we need to cut our stuff up and put little segments out i know i wish time. well i bl- i blame the editing team myself i know well the editing team is <laughs> um <laughs> oh my god i i i can't even tell you how much i love what you're saying right now because it's correct like you just go where your heart goes you don't have to be judged for it or anything there's nothing wrong with that like who cares? It's where your heart takes you. It's where your desire takes you. It's not right or wrong. If you love yeah, knockdown I, karate, put your focus into that. Put it all in for that. You know, put karate on the sideburn. You can have them where you kind of know how to go through them, but put your focus where it is. If maybe kata competition is your, maybe you love kata, actually. Maybe you love competing in it. Awesome. Perfect it and work on it and perfect it and make it look incredible. Or maybe it is that you just want to learn how to f- fuck people up. <laughs> it, 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 how to it, fight. Yeah. It's, that's, yeah, this has been an interesting discussion. It's I funny, think it's, funny you say that. My, my friend Mark, Mark Hose, mm-hmm. he gets a seminar and they're like, oh, what's you? T- I'm teaching jujitsu. I'm teaching this. I'm teaching throws. I'm teaching that. What are you teaching, Mark? I'm teaching people how to fuck people up. Yeah. And that's his class. That's and that awesome. would be on the timetable to fuck people up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Tony Blower. I love that stuff. I, I, I love yeah. it. And, so again, and, back, back to being true to yourself. Yeah. Just be authentic. Don't kid yourself then. Don't. And, and we've said this. Don't be a competitive fighter and then kid yourself into thinking I can handle myself in any situation. <laughs> I come out on top. Yeah, yeah, that's a recipe for Don't disaster. Kid yourself. I want, I wanted to be a champion. I wanted to be a world champion. I, you know, I'm training for it. I'd love to do that. During the course of it, I realized that actually, as much as I love competing, I don't like competing because right. I don't like, I don't like the pressure I put on myself. I don't like that pressure. Right. I, I, and and then so I realized that actually, no, I'm not enjoying it. I don't like that. I much prefer the feeling that adrenaline rush of this is fucking real deal, real stakes. If I go down, I may never get back up. Yeah, absolutely. That suited me much more than being in a stadium on a mat with Mm -hmm. thousands of people watching you and you fight into a rule set. I was like, I didn't enjoy that. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. And the next person might, and that's totally cool for them. Like it's when I just started going into BJJ classes, like, 
I gotta be honest. Like I was, it was new. It was a great experience, but I was enjoying because it, it was closer to what I um, had envisioned in my head, I guess, to mm-hmm. reality and stuff like that. And I thought I could mix this. That doesn't way. It doesn't mean it takes anything away from what Kyokushino was doing or anything like that. I was it just trying add I'm, to it. I'm trying to satisfy my own desires. That's all. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm. I'm questioning. I, I know Kyok- someone. I know someone. Mm-hmm. Go on. Oh, I was, I was going to say, I know I got a, uh, a a girl I know, a friend of mine, who was a fourth Dan in Kyokushin. Dan Kyokushin for a long, long, long I know long who we're time. talking about. I know who you're talking got about. Got into BJJ. Yeah. Drunk, drunk the BJJ Kool Aid and, like, what it like fucked off the rest of it and it is now BJJ 100%. It suits her better. Yeah. She can, she can actually fight. With people her own weight, because she's like she's a tiny girl. She's I like, know who you, I like know that. I know who um, you're talking about. So, so yeah, I, I, know, and I, I agree with we you. We know what we're talking about. Yeah, and I agree with you. It's so totally she, suited she's to like, her. She's now she's she's pivoted. She's yes. full on BJJ and, and loves it. And she loves it. And she, you can see you can see how um, like she's so immersed in it. You can see how much more happier she is. And to your point, she's a small gal. How far was she going to go and knock down? Stand up, like come on. She can ne- never fight. She never fought anyone of her sort of size, right? But she's doing awesome in jujitsu. I, I will say this as well, right? And we I'm not see who it is because we know who it is, and people mm-hmm. like Todd will know who it is. Um, yeah, we know who it is. She didn't. She wasn't in the best Kyokushin dojo to start with. Okay. I don't think her Kyokushin. Yeah, I don't know her Kyokushin background. She didn't have. She didn't have the best instructors. As for true Kyokushin, she okay. didn't have that route. Um, but she, she was still a Kyokushin person, true and true. Yeah. You know, she knew knockdown. She'd yeah. fought for all her grades. She'd fought yeah. on gradings. Her, her and, grades and, were legit. And she's very, she's superb technician. Really. Yeah. Superb technician. Yeah. But then pivoted into, into BJJ. And because I remember I was, we were friends. I was with her when she got into it. And then, mm-hmm. then she was like, yeah, I'm getting into it more, this and that. And I, me, I'm like, well, it don't fucking work. Or this and that, because my 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 bit with it is if if you can't overpower me with it and I can outstrength you, then it's not going to work in a self defense situation. Mm-hmm. That was my I, thing with it, right? Which I agree, and that's still there now. That's still yeah, there I still now. Agree with, yeah. Um, because because it was like with the hype of yeah, you know, it, it's the ultimate martial art, it's the ultimate self defense, all that crap. But then she got into it and she loves it. She's doing well. I think she's a blue belt now. She's winning tournaments, winning competitions. World level. She's doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. Really enjoying it. So, and that's fantastic. There's nothing wrong with that. That was a pivot. No, went, it's inspiring. Went, uh, went down to this way and thought, actually, that looks like a better route for me. And then I'll go down this way. And how many degrees of Kyokushin black belts did she have at that point? Four? At that point, she was a fourth down. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that's, and that tells me she has a healthy ego and a healthy personality where she's able to go, you know what? I've spent all this time in this, but it may not be the right. I need to explore this other Avenue. And I think Mm. that's fuck. Can we let, I'm going to reach out to her. I'd love to have her come on and talk about this. She has another guest that would be awesome. We could do. Yeah. 
It doesn't. You, you don't have to be a famous person. You could be a person like I want no, to hear just anyone. stories. It would. It would probably. Yeah. Probably a, a good conversation of a, of a transition over. Yeah. Um. And why it happened and how it happened from her perspective. And, like, and it's not. A, and she like still she has com- respect for Kyokushin. She still does. No, she completely. She completely abandoned it though. She was like, I, no, I know she abandoned yeah, it, but she still has respect for it, which I I admire. Yeah. And went a complete different route, but then she's excelling in that route. She's I was a different yeah. thing. I, I was like, well, no, this is my home. Right. But that doesn't mean I can't go and stay over there for the weekend. <laughs> what, a, what an analogy. Exactly. Analogy. Exactly. <laughs> and it is. I'll always come home. Yeah. And, what, and where I stay for the weekend, the new bits that I get there, the souvenirs, I bring them back home. That's right. To make my home better. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Oh, what a way to see. There you go. Wrap it up. That was the perfect wrap up. Yeah. Intention, people. Intention. Yeah. What is your intention walking through the doors of that dojo? And stick what to is your authenticity. You, what is it that you want? Your wants will change. Yeah. But then go down that route. That's a good point, too, Terry. The, 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 the want or intention that brought you in the door may not be the same one three years later. And that's okay. It may change. And that's fine. Totally, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's totally okay. This was fucking great. I love talking about intentions. It's all gravy, people. I was thinking about it. Um, actually, this morning, I was thinking about it. Were you Just on the toilet in, when you were thinking about it? No, I was driving. Okay. Just the intention of, of why we do things. Yeah. Why are you in the dojo? What is it you wanted of it? Mm-hmm. And that's how be true to it. I'm going to be honest. You inspired me tonight. <laughs> Well, I inspire myself, and that's not just my ego speaking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Terry, do your thing. Been a good Wrap show. Mother up. Next week, who we got coming on next week? We have a special guest coming on next week. Uh, Andy Allen, who is a Shotokan. I, what's his rank? I think he's at least Sandan, but I'm, he could be well, even higher. higher than Sandan, isn't he? He is, right? And so... I came into contact with him. So he's from the province that I moved from, uh, Nova Scotia. He is a universe, sorry, high school um, teacher, teacher, and also an accomplished Shotokan practitioner who also teaches Shotokan or teaches karate as part of the curriculum at the high school, it's which is cool. Yeah, yeah, which is fucking fantastic. Um, which is remarkable to be honest. Like, I love that, that he has like just regular students from the school as they're, you know, instead of taking basketball, they're taking his karate. 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 Which is, I, I literally just got goosebumps because I love it. But on top of that, he doesn't just teach from like the, you know, well, the not, let's not, go, let's not go into, let's not go into what he does. That would be the show. Sure, but say he's not your typical. He's not your typical punchy, punchy Shotokan guy. Yeah, if you think of Shotokan karate and sport karate and stuff, this is not who we're talking about. And I will be showing videos, or we will be showing videos of stuff that he does. It's highly impressive. Well, and he's his, on the show next week. That's what next week's show is about. Amazing. Yeah. There you go. So tune in next week. Like, share, comment, do all the little bits. <laughs> and we'll catch you on the next one. Do your thing. Don't you don't do the cat. You try to do the cat, then don't do the cat. <laughs> I do the cat. And that's not just my ego speaking. I do the cat. <laughs> cat. Ego.